Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, affordable family fun. Check them out, milwaukeeadmirals.com. Got their tribute to wrestling night coming up. Got their Friday fish fry team coming up as well. Their special uniforms, the whole deal. So make sure to get signed up. I'm telling you, if you have kids, young kids, they will absolutely have an absolute blast. Uh, if that is something that you guys decide to do as a family. I love it. Absolutely. And again, affordable family fun. Not paying $100 a ticket and $40 for parking and everything else. None of that stuff. You uh, will have a lot of fun, and it's a lot more affordable than a lot of other uh, entertainment uh, options that you may have at this point. Uh, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. Now... We've seen... Since this thing started last week, where they've actually been meeting every day, the owners and the players union, that they have had their negotiations throughout each day. Okay, fine. But there has been little incremental progress made day to day. Every day there's ah, a little bit more progress, ah, a little bit more progress, not significant, a little bit more progress. Then you hear the insiders uh, who are there watching Rob Manfred and others walk from one side of the parking lot to the other side of the parking lot to, to meet with the two parties. And the insiders say, hey, this deal is close. It's close enough where they can get this thing done. Then you hear reports that on Saturday, this thing almost spiraled out of control and the owners almost walked out or the players almost walked out on the other and weren't even going to meet on Sunday. We're just about ready to say the heck with it. Cooler heads prevailed, and they met yesterday. Not much happened. Now today, here come the owners. Rob Manfred. Evan Drylick from the uh, uh, Athletic, longtime baseball guy. MLB today indicated a willingness to miss a month of games and took a more threatening tone than yesterday. Sources briefed on the day's first meeting between MLB and the Players Association tell him Ken Rosenthal and Fabian Ardaya. I hope I'm saying that name right. Full context of conversation not yet known, said Evan Drylich, uh, who tweeted this out earlier from The Athletic. Then, uh, just a little while ago, Jamison Talon, a pitcher, uh, tweeted out, players are used to their, quote, threats. Owners' actions have made it clear all along that they have a set number of games where they still make profits and get TV money. They don't want to play. It's sad that these are the guys who drive the direction and, quote, future of our amazing sport. So, under that tweet, some dude, I don't know who he is, Joel Random, some some dude, billionaires versus billionaires. Now, Ben Verlander, Justin Verlander's brother, who we've had on before, and maybe I'll see if I can get him on the big show tomorrow. He had tweeted out, this is not billionaires versus millionaires. Anyone that says that and adds that they need to, quote, get over it, they're wrong. 
71% of MLB players make less than $1 million. 66% make less than $600,000 in a given year. 16% of Major League Baseball players make less than $100,000 a year. That's all moot. Pay them what they're worth, says Ben Verlander on Twitter. So, as we've been talking about this leading up to it, the whole time I've been saying the same thing. I I just don't think they're going to play to me. And I'm staying on that. And now today, this just makes it all the more uh, realistic that that's probably not going to happen. But, having said that, I also don't think a lot of fans care. Maybe they do. I'm going to open up the phone lines. I I don't think y'all really care that much. They just had the Arctic tailgate over at American Family Field. Huh? They like maybe a dozen people there. Something like that. The night that night where you know you go, you stay over, you you wrap yourself up in a blanket, and they had a lot going on. Like they had stuff going on at the restaurant, I believe, Friday night. And then I, I think they had stuff going on Saturday morning and the whole deal. Now, maybe more people showed up Saturday morning, but Friday night, there was like a handful of people over there. I mean, that, again, why? Not because they don't want to see the Brewers play baseball, but because they don't want to go spend money on tickets that they may or may not get to see those games because you don't know when they're going to play. Right? I mean, that. To really, that's that's what this is all about. So this, they also have this deal where, you know, you can spend so much dollars a month uh, and get a couple of tickets in whatever section that you want. Uh, it's like 37, 40 bucks a month, 60 bucks a month, whatever. And you can go to a couple games a month uh, and use that money. But you have to make your monthly payments for every month as obviously as you do it. Well, there's no baseball in April. There went that much money that you just wasted in order to, you know, hopefully see the game of baseball. My question is is relatively simple. Knowing what's being reported, which is that they're willing to give up a month of baseball. James Silence said, yeah, N- nothing surprising here. We all knew that they've got a set number they got to reach in order to get TV revenue or whatever. Not surprised. How mad are you going to be if they don't play in April? Ah, a simple question. If they lose all of April and we don't see Major League Baseball in May, how mad are you going to be and what are you going to do about it? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't think y'all are going to do anything. At all. First of all, in April, we're going to have the NFL draft coming up at the end of April, right? So there's going to be some focus on the Packers. If Rodgers has to get traded, there's going to be even more focus on the Packers and draft picks and everything else. So that is going to be the the, conver- the conversation piece for a lot of sports fans going into this thing to get you through April if you're craving sports and sports talk radio and all that. That's what it's going to be. If you say, yeah, but man, I like the Packers, but the Brewers, they're my favorite team. Okay, that's cool. I'm fine with that. But guys, you would still get all of May, all of June, all of July, all of August. All You're still going to get five months of games playing five, six days a week. Now, the owners are saying they're not making those games up. So we're not going to have a bunch of doubleheaders, no in May, in June and July, and we're not going to be taking away off days and all that stuff. None of that stuff is going to happen. So if we miss 20 games, we miss 20 games. It simply just won't be a full season. But... The other part of this is that also means they don't have to pay these guys salaries. And going back to what Ben Verlander said, you know, the the guys, the Scherzers and those guys, they don't care. Like, we're good. I got to lose a couple hundred grand a year, whatever, a game, whatever. But the guys that are making hundred grand a game or hundred grand for the year, those are the guys you're killing. Because those are the guys that need that money to pay the bills and do all this other stuff. They don't get paid in the offseason. They don't collect checks. They don't collect a check in spring training. You don't get paid for spring training games. That's all free and clear. You don't get paid until you actually start playing. So while all the big shots are at these meetings dictating what they're going to take and what they're not going to take, 
They're representing all the middle tier and smaller uh, salary players on these rosters, which is a larger portion than what the top tier guys are. Which to me, I've never quite understood. I've never quite understood why, when there are labor negotiations, why do you have the top end making all the money guys representing you, who is the larger group of players, in contract negotiations? Wouldn't it make more sense to have those guys, like the Brent Suiters of the world, and he's there, like the Brent Suiters of the world, there, getting it fixed for a majority of these baseball players on these rosters versus having the bigger the bigger name guys. Then you have another issue with all of this, Scott Boris. Now, how does Scott Boris factor in all of this? Well, Scott Boris represents a handful of the guys that are there negotiating on the player's behalf. So you know that he's in their ear and they're telling him what's going on in these meetings. And he's probably helping to a certain degree to negotiate on their behalf through them to make sure they get what he feels is in the best interest of him and the players. So you have that going on too. On the owner's side, you've got the higher end guys, right? So you got the Coens of the world, the Mets, you got the Dodgers, and you got those. But they're negotiating from the aspect of the middle and small markets. That's why they, the owner side, are trying to get the luxury tax in a situation to where it's going to penalize harder those teams that go over the salary cap. I believe the number I saw was 50%. Boom. First time offender, you go over, you get 50% tax hit. Well, the reason the players don't want this is because that means that those players that could have signed for bigger deals because these teams don't care about going on the salary tax now may care, and now they get less money from some of these middle market teams than they could have gotten from the Dodgers or the Mets or whoever. So that, to me, is weird. The players send their big money guys. The owners are negotiating not for their big money guys, but are negotiating for the middle and the smaller guys on their side of the deal. And to me, I think that's part of the reason why you have such a butting of heads right now of how this whole thing is going. I think if it was a different group of players representing the players, these negotiations might be a little bit different. And the guy representing the players, in my mind, is trying to make a name for himself. Trying to put himself on the map like Donald Fear did back in the day against Bud Selig. That's what this is all about for him. So he's in it for himself as well. Which... Inevitably, I think, is going to lead to a lockout that we all expected was going to go into the regular season and looks like it's going to go into the regular season. This is what I think the owners wanted to a certain degree is save some money and prove a point and show who's boss. And the players want to show that they're not going to be walked all over again and taken advantage of, so they're going to sit and stand their, their ground as well. Maybe they miss more than a month. Maybe they miss May too. I think May is when this whole thing is going to get going. And to me, to be honest, I'm fine with it. Go ahead, miss April. Have at it. Don't play. But when they play, I'm going back. That's why I say, if you're mad, then don't go back. But I think we're all going back. I think we're all watching games on TV. I think we're all going to listen to the games on the radio, regardless of how long this thing goes. Why? Because we're Brewers fans. And this team should be pretty good this year. It's not like it's a garbage team and they're going to be horrible. They got a great pitching staff. They got some bats that are ready to go. Depending on how this whole thing looks, they might be able to steal another bat on a one-year type deal like they've done in the past with Grandal and those guys and Moustakas of the world. This may work out to their benefit. So I'm supporting the Brewers regardless of how long this thing goes. What about you? The longer this goes, you get more and more upset to the point of not wanting to go, not wanting to support Major League Baseball. Are you telling your friends, I'm not going back if they miss games in April? 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan, Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness on 12.50 a.m. The Fan, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you, Bonamago Jr., Tim Shea, other side of the glass. How mad would you be if MLB would miss a month of games and not start the season until May? 
which is what the report is out there by Ken Rosenthal and Drylick uh, as well from The Athletic, uh, who say MLB today indicated a willingness to miss a month of games and took a more threatening tone than yesterday. Sources briefed in the day's first meeting uh, between MLB and the Players Association tell him, Ken Rosenthal, and others. Uh, and for me, it's just not a big deal, y'all. It's just not. Like, from my perspective, I look at it and say, okay, fine. Go on play, then I can save my entertainment dollars and so forth, and I go to your games. I just don't think a majority of us are going to be that mad about it. What about you? How mad are you going to be if they don't play in April? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. AJ tweets at 1250AMTheFan. I'll be more mad if they don't fix the economics that hurt small market teams. I can tolerate a work stoppage if it results in real changes. Time for a meaningful salary cap. Well, AJ, I'll tell you this much. They're never, ever, ever going to agree to a salary cap. Like, that's not going to be a thing, right? So you don't have to worry about that. The bigger issue in all of this uh, is simply going to be the players. Because that's who you're going to be fighting with here are the players as far as that money. And that's where the issue is right now between the players and the owners as far as that luxury tax limit and where they want it to be. You know, the owners want it closer to 200. The players union wants it closer to 250. And that's where the gap is. That's where they have to negotiate down to. Then the next issue after that is how stiff of a penalty is there going to be for the first-time offender? How much of a penalty is there going to be for the second-time offender? The players are the ones that don't want that. The owners, seemingly, are more and more fine with it. Said it in the past, and I'll say it again. I think if Rob Manfred sat down, the commissioner of baseball, sat down with the players and the owners, powers to be, sat down in the room, said, gentlemen, this is what I propose. I propose we have a salary cap at whatever the number is. 220, let's say. Salary cap number of 220. So we'll meet kind of in between the two numbers. Salary cap of 220. And immediately the players are going to be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to, I don't, I, no, no hard salary cap, not starter. If you're mad for it, hold on, I'm not done. Hold on. And with that salary cap of 220, the minimal floor will be $100 million. So, as an organization, in today's baseball, you have to spend $100 million a year. If you cannot spend $100 million a year, I suggest you trade or sell your team. But that's how this is going to go. So you have your hard salary cap, but you you accommodate the players' fear of these cheap teams by saying, hey, the Rays of the world spending $50 million a year and the Pirates and so forth, they're going to have to go up to $100 million. So you guys are going to still get paid. And yeah, there's going to be a hard salary cap, but all these teams that have been, you know, not spending a bunch of money now are going to get forced to spend a bunch of money. And I think that, to me, helps solve everything. But the problem is going to be is that those owners will then have to get together and figure out what do they want to do. You get the hard cap, which helps parity, right, and controls spending, but will the bottom half agree to it because of the amount of money they have to spend? So check this out. I don't know if y'all have looked at it. Spot track. They have uh, the team payrolls, right, every year uh, of what they are. So 2021 team payroll, just to give you an idea. The Baltimore Orioles had a payroll of $42.4 million. They would have to get up to $100 million. 50 million for the Indians, 54 million for the Pirates, 58 million for the Marlins, who, by the way, Derek Jeter just bailed on, 70.8 million for the Rays, Seattle, 83.8 million, the Tigers, 86.3, Kansas City, 86.5, Oakland, 90.9 million, Arizona, 91.2, Texas, 95.6, Milwaukee, 99.3. Then there is a sizable jump between Milwaukee and Colorado, who is at 116. So you're talking about, what, 11 baseball teams 
11, 12 baseball teams that would all have to increase spending to get to the salary floor that you would have for Major League Baseball. But in return, you get the hard cap. Now it's not $42 million is the bottom for Baltimore. Last year, the Dodgers had $271 million in payroll. Two seventy-one to forty. Now it's going to be say two twenty, two thirty to one hundred. Yes, it's still going to be double, but not what that is. I mean that that that's crazy. That's six times as much, almost seven times as much as what the bottom team spent. Now the most you're going to be able to spend is twice as much, and that should level out the playing field. And for these fans of these teams in these cities where they don't spend any money, now they got to spend money. Now they got to go get guys uh, in order to fill out their roster. And they have to give you a better product at that point. Tattoo Lady, you're up next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tattoo Lady? Hey, uh, Sparky. You know your statement of it's no big deal. They kind of bother me a little bit. For the fact of people like me who have a 20-pack and a season ticket holder. Yeah, y'all get screwed on this deal. Right. I know. And so I think it is a big deal to us. Absolutely. What what have they said? Hold on a second. Have you asked them what happens if you miss games? Like, if they don't play in April, do they give you money back or credit to different things? Absolutely. They give us money back because, remember, the season that we didn't get to go – we uh, we got it just jumped to the next year, and that the same thing will happen too. If they'll give us credit if we want to use it for other games, that's fine. But we have no idea how long this is going to go on. None. And I mean, I love your explanation. You are very good at explaining because I'm kind of having a hard time exactly like what's going on, what what they need, what they want, etc. So thank you for giving me that for explaining. You know, sure, like exactly what's going on. Because, again, I mean, think about it. Thanks for the call. That That's the thing. If you're going to have the salary cap, I think the players would get down with it, providing you give them a pretty decent increase and create a floor. Because if you're telling them, guys, look, I mean, we're talking about $60 more million a year Baltimore is going to have to spend, $50 more million for Cleveland, $50 more million or $46 more million for Pittsburgh, Uh what, 42 more million for Miami, 30 more million for Tampa. You start adding all this money up, yeah, the rich aren't going to be able to go that high. But look at all this additional money being thrown at you. I'm telling you, I may be wrong. I think they'd agree to it in a heartbeat. I think it'd be done quick. And you'd have a salary cap and everything would be fine. But the issue will be these other owners. Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tampa. Guys. We can't compete. Like we, we, There's no way we can have a $100 million payroll. We don't have enough people coming in the games. Our revenue deal isn't strong enough. Like We can't compete with that. Your response, if you're the commissioner, is, well, figure it out or sell your team. I mean, that's all it is. Figure it out or sell your team. If you get better players and you have a good management team, you should be able to generate more fans. And you should. Milwaukee's one of the smallest markets. They've been doing it since Doug Melvin. Since Doug Melvin was a GM this entire run. Now, part of it was drafting well, right? Fielder, Hard, hard uh, Weeks, Hardy, Braun. So part of it was drafting well, no doubt. Then part of it, too, was being able to supplement and move pieces around. But they made the Brewers a team that nobody cared about in this town. And I mean Nobody. County Stadium was empty by the end. There was nobody going. Then they build Miller Park full first year. And then year two, 100-plus lost season. First one in Brewers history. And it's a ghost town again. But they knew their farm system was coming and they would be okay. They just had to hang on and get through it. And they did. And then since then, between Melvin and Stearns, they've been able to continuously give you good products for the most part every year. Give you a team that is competing for a playoff spot pretty much every year. Have they finished? No. But they're drawing two to three million people every year. Part of it is a product. Part of it is great marketing by those guys over there. Rick Schlesinger and those guys. That, that's part of the reason why. They get it. They know how to do it. That's how you succeed. And if I'm the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, I go, maybe go talk to Milwaukee. 
They seem to be doing it a lot better than the rest of y'all. Maybe go talk to them and figure out how they do it and, and get their game plan. Because the whole, oh, small market, you can't you can't have a $100 million payroll. Well, they were at 99 whatever it was. Absolutely you can. To me, that's what has to change. Then you get your salary cap, and then the sport is fixed. But you have to get to that point. And if that means a couple teams drop off and the league shrinks and you have less teams, so be it. Then you have less teams, more competitive baseball top to bottom then. That has to be the goal. Or a team moves to Vegas, and you have a team in Vegas, and another team moves to a different city. So be it. Tom, Milwaukee, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What do you think, Tom? Sparky, I think what you're saying is Midday midday Madness. The, there is no benefit to the poorer teams to spend $100 million. And as so. A business, there's no benefit to them at all. As a, as a business owner, if I have a revenue stream that can't support that, then you shouldn't be in the sport. Then you shouldn't be in the sport, Tom. Then you should sell your team and go find a market that will give you a better revenue stream. Sparky, Sparky, it's not that easy. Why? you got to go to a – I'll tell you why. Because you've got to find a a city that has a stadium that will support Major League Baseball. Sure. Then you have have to sell it, and there's no guarantee that this other team is going to – other city is going to draw these fans to support the $100 million. So it sounds good on the surface, but as a business owner, I'm telling you that. So you don't think Major League Baseball is popular enough in this country for another city outside of Cleveland to support a team or another city outside of Pittsburgh or Miami or Tampa, which neither one of those two teams are supported in Florida? Yes, I'm saying what I, I didn't say that. What I said to you was you said sell the team. If there's 11 teams that are under $100 million, you're going to say, well, 11 teams should sell. No, I don't think 11 teams have to sell. I mean, look, Kansas City is one of four or five teams that are within, what, $15 million. Like, they, they'll be able to make $15 million. The teams that are going to be screwed here, and we're talking, are making a huge jump, is going to be Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Those four teams yeah. are around $50 million or less. Yeah. That's ridiculous. What you're really trying to do is to, is to limit, uh, limit the amount of money that the rich teams can spend on the backs of the poor teams. That's really what's going on here. And I know this isn't going to happen because they won't support it. I wouldn't support it as a business owner. I'd say that, that's silly. I, 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 Tampa, I, I go to Tampa all the time. They can't draw Correct. flies. Right. They can't. And they're competitive, and they still win even with no damn payroll. And, and they're trying. The Tampa Bay Stadium isn't even in Tampa. It's in St. Peter's. Correct. And they're trying to get a team over there, but they can't get any support from the Tampa Bay public to build a stadium. I'm sorry, you can't. You, you think you think that it's easy to find seven or eight hundred million dollars for a city that just leave another city, and then they're going to be able to spend a hundred million dollars? That's make that's financial suicide, my friend. This is the interesting I, part. So, if if owning a baseball team is financial suicide, then why own one? They own, a lot of these guys own them because they're billionaires. And because and, they're going to get their money back as the team appreciates over a decade or 15 years or 20 years. But it's not, not about the year-in, year-out money. It's about what the team is worth at the end. They're not going to throw away $50 million a year to draw the same amount of people. Well, that's what I'm saying. In, and that means your front office. That, but wait a second, Tom. If you have $50 more million to spend and you still stink, that means your front office isn't very good. And they're not doing their jobs. That means that... The people in the areas, for example, Cincinnati, they've been hit hard by uh, uh, their their business. Their their business is not great there as far as the the area. Okay, because they don't have the money. Those people. They had a hundred and twenty-five million dollar payroll last year. I know, and they and they still suck. Right. Okay. Thanks for the call. But that's my point. I mean, he's talking about the business and all of that and, and where they were. The league average in Major League Baseball last year was $132 million. Your bottom team was almost $100 million less than the league average. The Brewers were $32 million less than the league average. Your bottom team was $100 million. They shouldn't be in the league, folks. They just shouldn't be. If you cannot... Get closer to the league average than $100 million, sell your team. Now, 
to Tom's point, maybe there's nobody to sell to. Well, if there's nobody to sell to, then there's two, three, four less teams, I guess. You just cannot continue, in my opinion, to mess with teams that are that bad. And again, you get league revenue sharing. You you do get revenue sharing. That is part of the deal. Where's that money going? Because it ain't going towards payroll. And if you're going to tell me, well, it's going to international scouting and building academies in these different countries and so forth. Okay. Are you spending that money then on to sign these kids out of these countries where you're saying that's where the money is going? That's where I have questions about all of this. I have serious questions about all of this. Back after this, Sparky's Midday Madness. But first, let me tell you about my good friends over at Young Express. Man, oh man, John Young and his crew. They do such a great job. Been around doing this thing for over 30 years, have the guys at Young Express. Uh, and they're continuing to do their thing. And they're still looking for dispatchers because they are busy, I tell you, over at Young Express. Now, do you be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? Company that's been in business, like I said, for a long time, over 30 years. Well, they're looking for dispatchers. You don't even have to be qualified necessarily. They're going to train you. I have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, and an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. Now, at Young Express, you get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and a health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success. Drives them. Taylor in West Milwaukee. Leads things off next year on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Affordable family fun. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. March means plenty of important tournament action. The place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Cute Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, darts, pool tables, lots of pool tables. All kinds of fun stuff for you to do. And then, when you're doing it, have some great food, too. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. See Sparky Fiber with you here. Sparky's Midday Madness uh, talking uh, about... Uh, what's going on with Major League Baseball? There are reports out that the owners told the players, hey, man, look, we're willing to miss a month. We're good. Like, we don't have to play April. We're totally fine. Y'all don't want to do what we want to do? No problem. We'll take a month and just scrap it. There will be no makeup games. Y'all aren't going to get paid. So be it. That's apparently how things got started this morning. Uh, in the last day, today is the deadline of if there's going to be no games missed during the regular season, a deal has to be done today. And that's the latest that we've heard. That that was a couple hours ago. So, are you all right with it? Are you okay? Are you even mad that you miss a, a month of baseball? That's what I want to know. Taylor, West Milwaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Taylor? I am doing well, Sparky. It's really nice out there. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Hanging in there. Rami's coming up at 3 o'clock. So looking forward to talking to him. He had off on Friday. And, uh, yeah, fun stuff. Right on. Well, you know, I think uh, I think the owners don't mind pushing things back, possibly because like the food cost is a little bit higher. I bet running their business is a little bit higher right now, and uh, everything is higher right now. Yeah, but I mean, they're probably you can't really jack ticket prices up too much, so I bet they're just kind of waiting back a little bit, and I I don't blame them, really. Uh, I think the players lose out quite a bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of injuries just because now they can't work out as a team. They can't use their facilities. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the, the ripple effect here. But what the reason I called, actually, is because you were talking about these different payroll yeah. discrepancies. You've got the really – and I think baseball should kind of pull from what uh, soccer does overseas and, like, I think baseball would be perfect for like almost a Champions League type of a thing where you have your heavy hitters way up at the top and they know they're up at the top and then you've got kind of the the middle tier teams that are kind of scrapping to get up there but it would uh it would kind of help I mean I don't know it, I think it would be cool to see teams kind of try to work up and get into that Champions League you, if you look at a team like the Brewers you know I think they've 
kind of gotten themselves on the cusp, and how cool would that be to watch a team try to make that jump? Hey, we're with the Mets. We're with the not me, really the Mets, but some of those big heavy hitters that are Dodgers. Kind of always up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The teams that can pay to play essentially, and that way too, everybody kind of knows like, well. We're, yeah, we're not going to – maybe we're not going to make it to the World Series this year, but maybe we can get regulated. Maybe we can have more to success rather than get to the World Series or bust. You know, that's the thing. Taylor, thanks for the call. And I've heard that before. Bart Winkler is, has talked about relegation and so forth and how soccer does it, and he wants the MLS to do it that way and all that. I guess I'm not a huge fan of that based on pro sports uh, and so forth. Because if, if you – you get into relegation. Again, he's saying Champions League, but I'm saying relegation. So if you say, okay, the Pirates can be relegated uh, and Nashville's AAA team is now a big league ball club, it doesn't work because the stadiums aren't big enough, right? In order to make it work, all the stadium sizes would have to be the same unless you're going to make a 4A league, right, where those are the major league teams. So if you're going to say, okay, the top eight are in the Champions League, the top, you know, from 9 to 20 are in that next league, whatever that may be. And then that 4A league is 21 to whatever. And, you know, you're working to try to get out of that league to try to get to the next league and so forth. I, I, I don't know how that would affect fan interest. I guess that would be my biggest concern in all of this. Like, okay, so my team's in the third league, essentially, in this 4A league or whatever. Uh, and I'm rooting for them to get out to get to the second league. And after that, I'm rooting for them to get out to get to the, the the Champions League. I mean, those teams in the Champions League, obviously, their fans are in and everybody's watching. That's the best of the best. But I, I mean, if you're not drawing fans already and you're all one group and now you're saying now you're the third tier group, really ain't nobody going to show up for Pittsburgh or Cleveland games. Call them the Gardens or whatever you want to call them. It's, it's not going to matter. People are not going uh, to go. Andrew uh, tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan, not really all that mad. MLB needs to cut down on season length anyway. Game 7 of the World Series should be no later than October 15th. Regular season, April 15th to September 15th, 125 games. World Series shouldn't be played when it's 30 degrees out in northern cities without domes. Andrew tweeting at 12.50 a.m. The fan and at Sparky Radio. I agree with you, but I'll take it a step farther. I would start the season in May and end the season at the end of August. The playoffs for MLB would start Labor Day weekend. That's when my playoffs would start. I agree with you having the World Series done by the, the beginning to middle of October, for sure. But that, that's what I would do. I want my postseason starting before the NFL kicks off a first regular season game. Put me on the map and tell everybody, hey, we're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're starting, but we're already in our postseason. Because right now, I mean, unless your team is in the thick of it in September – you're done with the MLB in September. You're on your football team. Indians, they're on to the Browns or Reds are on to the Bengals. And now that they're relevant again, you know, they're on to the NFL. And baseball isn't even on the radar anymore because their team's out of it. At least at this point, everybody is done by that point. The playoffs are going. So there are baseball fans, even if their team's not in it, will watch the Major League Baseball playoffs. So you draw those fans in during the week uh, in between the NFL games. I, I think that makes a lot of sense uh, at this point if that's something they want to do. But they won't, again, because of money. It's just plain and simple. They just will not do it because of the amount of money you're losing by not having those games. Ticket sales, um, whether it be concessions, parking, all of that stuff. Bonamago Jr., my guy, other side of the glass. You worked with the Brewers. You did uh, in-game entertainment and so forth. On years when the Brewers weren't really in it, and I don't know how many of those you were actually a part of when they weren't actually in it, but uh, those years that they weren't in it, September obviously had a much different feel at American Family Field, a.k.a. Miller Park, than it does when the Brewers are in the middle of it or leading the division or chasing a wild card, right? Much different. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that's why I say, I mean, if if this thing is done by September and the playoffs are going in September and now I get to go tailgate, it's still beautiful out, yeah, the kids are in school. That's the other thing that happens. In April, attendance during the week is down. And the team will tell you, kids are in school, families don't want to come during the week, right? So we rely on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon for a majority of our money. And we're drawing, well, if you're not in a, in a decent-sized market, you're drawing, what, 11,000, 12,000 fans on a weeknight in April? And then you get to September, 
Same thing. Now you're in a playoff push and your weeknight numbers still aren't all that big because now the kids are back in school. So if I take April off the schedule, that gives me a chance in May to maybe get some of that, right? Because really, your attendance really don't kick up till June. And then your attendance goes away once school starts again. And I'm done by that point at the end of August. To me, it, it makes sense. What am I missing? Am I missing anything? Nope. Perfect sense. See, I like this. We keep on a may go around a lot longer. Perfect sense. Make all the sense in the world, Rami. You need to find you one of those guys. You haven't had one of those guys ever in your career as a radio host. Well, no, it's just because you're wrong on a lot of stuff. So it's hard one. to find want, guys like that. Not no offense to Bonham, but yeah. I don't want I don't want yes men around. I like people who challenge me. But I don't think there is another you that would agree with you. It makes things easier for you. Well, yeah, you could put anybody in there. You say your stuff. You say, and most people go, oh, "You're crazy." I'm, I'm you a critical thinker. You're different. I'm a critical thinker is what I am. We're different. Uh, the different one, Rami Makhlouf comes up uh, with the Rami Show. He'll tell us what's coming up on his different radio show. Critical uh, thinking. Sure. From three to six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk to him coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admiral. Sparky's Midday Madness, just chilling here on a Monday. It's a very chill beat right to, there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That made me feel like just chilling. Yeah. yeah. Presented you by the Milwaukee Admirals, milwaukeeadmirals.com. John Heyman, obviously MLB insider, just tweeted out, MLB called yesterday, quote, productive, raising hopes for a deal. Today, deadline day, has been negative so far. Eight hours to go. That was literally just in the break. Uh, so, again, uh, it's, I don't, it's not happening. And when MLB starts off the day telling the players, hey, we're, we're fine, we miss a month, we're good. And then James, Ta- James Taylor responds back with, yeah, we knew that already. We knew you have a, a day in mind already before you start losing TV revenue money that you're not willing to push anything to to that point. My thing on this, Rami, is, and Rami McAuliffe is here, his show coming up at 3, is, so when this fails today, probably, how long of a break will there be before they meet again? Will they go back at it tomorrow and talk? Or we'll see you next week? Or we'll see you in a couple of weeks? That's, to me, like how contentious will this end? Will it end with, I know we didn't get it done today, but we're going to talk again tomorrow? Or is it, screw you, we need a break, we'll see you next week? That's what I want to know. That's interesting, because if, if Major League Baseball says, we'll see you next week, they never had any any want to try and get this done. No. No, they don't want it. They don't care. They don't care. They don't give a damn. No. no. Not not one bit. Nope. Clear as day. They don't and care again, about you. I'm not, I'm not saying that the players are all right in all of this. I don't know if you saw this cockamamie idea that the players' union threw out to Major League Baseball because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I agree with Which everything one? the players' union is doing because I'm definitely not on board with everything that they're doing at Which this one? point. What, what this this idea? playoff format idea that they had? Um, did you not see this? I don't know. Which Ken one you're Rosenthal about. union proposed quote ghost win in 12 team format and floated same idea in 14. Team plan. Sources say in best two of three wildcard round, other two division winners would start with a one game advantage while playing entire series at home. League not receptive to this. What the hell? And apparently they play that they, they do this in other leagues across the world. That's no dumber than than the, the, the proposal uh, that the owners had. What one was that? Seven teams from each league with a bye and the one seed would pick their opponent and then that was stupid be a too. three game series in the first round. But at round. least you're playing the games, not this stuff of you get a win before just, you start. You don't need to get too cute or complicated but with yeah, the playoffs. That's what's happening. They're just screwing with it's so ridiculous. much. All of this is ridiculous. Goodness man. gracious. All of this, this is bad. ridiculous. Bad, 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 oh bad, God, bad. I get, I get so mad. But see, that's just so it. Mad. We were talking about that on Madness. Like, how mad are you really going to be if you lose a month? I'm not going to be mad I'm at all. I'm going to be furious. You're gonna, why? What do you mean, we're why? We're going to have the draft in April. You're going to be talking Packers leading up to the draft. If Rodgers gets traded, even more Rodgers stuff. And you're going to have baseball in May, in June, in July, in August. You're still going to have five months, six, five, six games a week, plenty of baseball. It's too damn cold out anyhow That's in like April for the most part. I could have eight slices of chocolate cake, but you only gave me six. And took the other two back. You're uh, welcome. I wouldn't be. I would be upset. I'd be like, "Where's the other two slices of cake?" But you'd be skinnier and in better shape. It's, uh, and that's my you argument. You just don't like baseball. That's my argument. You just to baseball. don't like baseball. As baseball much as I do. should start in May and in August. If they're going to the make playoffs the playoffs be, three months, the playoffs should start in September. If they're going to make weekend. the playoffs three months, yeah, shorten the regular season. Yes. 
The playoffs should start Labor Day weekend. Be out, be <sighs> in the postseason before the NFL kicks but off. We don't need to expand the playoffs. We don't need That's to shorten happening. the season. It's also stupid. It's definitely happening because you want half the teams to have a chance of being in the postseason and getting that money. I know. It's so stupid. The NBA was in front of this by light it's years. ridiculous. And now the NFL and Major League Baseball are finally catching up. They just up. want to lower the bar for what is competitive. And no. de-incentivize no. teams to, to spend. No, that's yes, not what absolutely. it is. It's about trying to get more owners more money. It's not about de-incentivizing trying to win. Make more money and spend less money. If more teams make the playoffs, that means more fan bases are going to be happy. Why are you against that? More fans are going to be tricked into thinking their team is competitive. Say whatever you want. Just like in, in the, the NFL. How would the super wild card round go? And and the worst part is, in baseball, you can... there. Trust me, a team with a seven seed in baseball is going to be like an eight, 78, 80 win team. Yes. And, Correct. And they can easily win a three game right. series to yes, move on can. in the playoffs. I don't want to see. There a, go the Dodgers. I don't want to see a 78, 80 win team in the NLCS or in you the World Series. You saw the Cardinals win the World Series with like 83 wins that I one mean, year. It happens every once in a while. So stop I'm just, with this. You don't want to see this. We've seen it but already. But baseball is so random that you're going to see that yes. al- almost regularly. Which is good for no, baseball. It's not, because dude. now you get drama. Now you get the anything can happen moment. I, I don't like one game situations. I want a series. A three-game situation in baseball is almost like a one-game situation no, I, in any other sport. I'll still rather it have that over like this one-game wildcard crap they I don't want one-game wildcard either. Right. No, I, didn't I, like I don't that want either. that. No. It should be five games minimum. Five? Minimum I'm with for you. a series. We agree. Good. Now we finally agreed on something. What's coming up on your show? I heard your plan, by the way, with driving in. $100 million floor. Yeah. 220, 230 million. I have a lot of holes to poke on that. What do you got? Poking that, which sounds good on the surface. Um, one... You need twenty. I think the, I think the number is twenty three owners to vote and approve any CBA. Right, and you're only talking. And I don't think I think I you I think you named off eleven. There's like eleven or twelve teams that, that would have to go that up. aren't at that salary Here, floor but, yet. But so having you, said that, but hold on a second. So I mean, the Brewers are ninety nine, Texas is ninety five, Arizona ninety one, Oakland ninety, Kansas City eighty six, Detroit eighty six. Like eighty three for Seattle. Yeah, those, I don't think those teams, any team, are going to throw a fit. Any team anywhere near that is not voting to agree on that. Why? You're talking one player. Because there's a reason that they're near that number. There's a reason that they're near that number. They don't want to be forced to get to that number. And you got teams that are now, way below that number. You're now, not. The you're other not five get, teams. You're not going to get twenty three teams to vote to your to your proposal. We only got thirty. It's teams. not going to happen. I only need twenty six. Right? How many did you say I need? I think twenty three need to vote. Yeah, so that seven teams abstain. Fine. So Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tampa, definitely. Those five will never vote for this. I don't think Milwaukee Then you just got to convince Seattle. Why? And honestly, and here's- Milwaukee's been around 90 to 100 million every year. Here's the other hole in your plan. Four more. I I think there are some big markets that wouldn't agree to what you're talking about because, because, hear me out. I will. Hear me out. In 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 the NBA and in the NFL, they have a salary cap, yes. But they also have a partnership. Where they get fifty percent of the re- the players get fifty percent of the revenue. Correct. So as the pie gets bigger, their slice gets bigger. Correct. That's exactly what the owners are trying to prevent right now Absolutely. in these negotiations. Yes. They want their slice to get bigger as the sport makes more and more money. But, and don't let them kid you. The sport is making more and more money. I don't disagree, but that's my point on why these bottom teams need to to ante up. Yes. My other thing Agree is this is the difference between the two sides. The players are showing up with their high rollers to negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. And Scott Boris, of all people. So he's in their ear. Now, you've got a couple me. of guys Absolutely. that aren't the high rollers, right? Mm-hmm. So Brent Suter's there, fine. But for the most part, these are the high rollers. The owner side, they're negotiating from the middle and small market side. They're not, they're not negotiating from the Mets and the Dodgers side. The owners are saying, hey, we want this luxury tax to go up and... First-time penalty is 50% of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the players are going, no, 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 no. No, because us big-time guys can only get our big-time contracts from those teams, and now you're going to screw us. So we don't want the penalty, and we want the luxury tax to be lower. From that perspective, it's two different volumes here. The middle tier and no, lower the tier. The owners want the luxury tax. I mean, the players want the luxury tax to go up. Correct. Yeah. The, the the owners want it to stay the same. No, the players are at like two sixteen or something like that, and the owners are at like up a little bit more. But they want the fifty. I think it is. They maybe want more I'm of confused. a penalty. They want fifty percent. Yeah. First time offender. Yeah. And the players do not want that. Yeah. 
because then it's going to act as a hard cap. And players don't want Correct. a hard cap because yes. their slice of the pie is not big enough. Correct. That's where the problem is. Yes, that's exactly correct. But there's only going to be a handful, well, I'm not even, less than five teams that will actually end up in that scenario. But if you had, I'm just telling you, if I think if you had more of these middle tier, lesser tier guys that were over there negotiating instead of the high rollers, the high end guys where this plays more into effect than these other guys, I think this deal could have been worked out by now. No, I do. Not, it's not. It's not who they're sending. Because there. when you're talking about guys making a hundred thousand or less a just, year, these guys are just taking the message back to the group. Rami, when you're talking yeah. about six hundred thousand dollars a year for a majority of the league, right? Yeah. When they miss game checks, it's going to mean something. Yeah. When these dudes there are missing game checks, it don't mean crap oh, to them. It means something to them too. Oh, they're Trust making me. millions. They're not. They're Trust like, me, it means something to not them. Not as much okay. as it does to a guy making six hundred thousand. All right. These guys' game paychecks are like two hundred thousand dollars a game. I know. These guys only make six hundred thousand a means year. They're losing two hundred thousand dollars every day. Well, I understand. Yeah. I, it's I a still, lot of money. I still don't think it means enough to it's most. A lot of, of money. Now it means a lot to Suter if they start losing games because it's going to cost him in the pocket. Big time. And again, you rely on that money. You don't get paid in spring training or anywhere else. All right, so what do you got? Uh, coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Uh, the Bucks almost almost same record as what they had at this point last year. Is it different, though? Is this year different than last year, and how? And not de- Different could be good, different could be bad. Is it different than it was last year, where the Bucks are at this point this year? So we'll talk about that. All right, that. good. Uh, 345, the latest in Rodgers watch, and that... Pointless game in London at four o'clock. A little bit more Bucks. Look at the home stretch and how much that means in the eyes of Bucks fans. Uh, we're doing some draft mockery at four thirty with you. You're going to be here for draft mockery at four thirty. Cody Decker will be here 4:30 at four thirty or four forty four thirty because Cody Decker is here at four forty five to talk about this lockout nonsense. So I'm at four thirty. Yes, okay. you're at four thirty. Cody Decker here at four uh, four forty five and uh, Scott Grodsky will be here at five thirty from CBS fifty eight. Oh, good. We got Kevin Holden from CBS 58 tomorrow. He's at the Combine down in Indianapolis. We'll have him on tomorrow. And I think Goody is talking tomorrow at the Combine and maybe LaFleur, too. Goot. So it'll be a real fun afternoon tomorrow once they talk. Good. I'll have plenty of sound to play. Should be fun. Nice. Robbie McLaugh up next here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Have a good one. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.